Hello and welcome to episode 177 of section 138. I'm your host, Mark Colley, as always, joined by Bryson and Jacob. And guys, we do have lockout news this week. The news is basically that things are starting to happen, so there's not a lot going on. But finally, we do have some stuff to talk about in terms of the lockout. We will take that because ever since December 1st, we have been, or at least me, especially when we introduced the podcast, have been a broken record saying, hopefully, this is the time. Hopefully, this is the time. But we now know for sure that Thursday will be the first time they meet since the lockout began. Good news, even if it does end up being nothing, at least it shows that talks are going to finally resume so we can get something done for spring training, fingers crossed. It's a step in the right direction. At least, if it's not anything else, you can't have a CBA signed without meeting first. So this is a step in the right direction, and it's taken way too long, which we're going to get into. But, Jacob, how are you? Well, you know what? I am very happy that this news is out. Even if nothing comes out of it, even if it is just a discussion, at the end of the day, it's the first step in signing a CBA, which is the first step towards going to spring training and then the season and everything. So I'm definitely happy few things that I'm praying get discussed in that meeting. But uh, regardless, you know what? It's a very good thing to hear. It's great to see that baseball is at least trying to get this done because I think as we've all come to realize, if there's no CBA, there's no season. Like the the thing that happened way back when in the, the I think it was the 80s or the 90s, that's not going to repeat itself where they play without a CBA. So just very happy to hear this type of news. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, Jeff Passan earlier today reported that uh, Major League Baseball and the Major League Players and Major League Baseball Players Association are planning to hold their first bargaining session since the CBA expired on December 2nd. They're planning to hold their first meeting on Thursday, thankfully, finally. Um, it's been about 40 days since the CBA expired in December, and we're actually closer to the start of spring training, or at least the scheduled start of spring training, than we are to when the CBA first expired. So the fact that we've gone this long without talking about anything without any conversations between the MLBPA and the owners, obviously very frustrating. And I think for a lot of casual fans, I don't think they've been paying attention to what's been going on as much. So a lot of people were surprised to hear that this was the first meeting between the two sides. We've, of course, kept tabs. And I guess just the fact that we've been exposed to it the whole time kind of lowers the shock value that they haven't been meeting. But you think about it, like this is the lifeblood of the sport. Kind of like this is about how the sport is going to be governed for the next five years. And if they don't come to an agreement in, you know, it's January 11th right now in a month's time, we're going to get delays, whether it's spring training, whether it's the actual season starting, we have about a month before stuff starts hitting the fan and stuff starts going sideways for major league baseball and the players association. And the fact that they haven't met at all up until this point, when their season is on the line, when spring training is on the line, it's it's baffling. And I think we can kind of lose sight of that by the fact that we've been here every week talking about how they're not talking. And it seems like a normal thing now, For but for people who haven't been keeping tabs on this and are just now learning that the two sides haven't met at all, it really is absurd. And it's really frustrating to see both these sides um, not talk and not talk for so long. Um, as I mentioned, we're closer to spring training now than we are to when the CBA expired. We're also into the longest lockout in Major League Baseball history. And, I mean, there's not much competition because 
The longest lockout previously, I think, was 32 days, and we're on day 41, I think, of this lockout. Um, And that's because most of the time, work stoppages are strikes in baseball history. So it's a stat that doesn't maybe mean a whole lot, but the fact that we've been into the longest lockout in baseball history, and there were no discussions between the two sides... It's absurd, and I, I'm frustrated about it. I think we can we tend to forget how absurd it is, but it's very frustrating that the two sides are only talking now when we have about a month to go before stuff starts hitting the fan. Oh, absolutely, and you mentioned casual fans are thinking this is absurd. I think it's ridiculously absurd and probably even more because, like, yeah, obviously there was a ton of hype going into the lockout because of all the signings that were going on, but... To have absolutely nothing. Like, I've, I'm as a baseball fan, I, I obviously enjoy baseball and I enjoyed that. But I was also telling people that don't like baseball or don't care for it, like, all this very interesting or all these interesting things are happening. You should pay attention to it. And then for 40 days, they're like, well, I don't know, who do I follow on Twitter? Like, I, I don't know what to talk about or I don't know what to look at. And it's just, it, it's a bad look for the sport, I think, in general. It can only get better from here, I guess, is the best way to put it. And, you know, maybe we're past the the lows of the off season and the lows of the next hopefully decade or two, or or at least half decade. But at least there's news. At least there's conversations. And the thing that I'm worried about is you mentioned if there's not uh, anything dealt with or at least negotiated and finalized within the next month, there's going to be a postponement to at least something. I think the entire season is delayed at least a couple months at that point because, say February. It is, you mentioned, you said February 26th. If nothing's made by that day, pitchers and catchers have already had to report or should have already reported by that day. Well, the problem is, is before that, you still have guys that need to sign. Then you have, obviously, the pitchers and catchers. You have the position players, team workouts, spring training, everything. It's almost like a domino effect where one thing doesn't happen and then the entire season is delayed. And yeah, obviously, you can still play. It's not as if you can't play into, I don't know, December. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think a lot of teams would want that, but it's still possible. And I'm sure the league would work around that, but it's, it's a very worrisome thing, I think as a, as a fan and just somebody that wants to look into the logistics of it to see that if you don't have a season start on time because of this, unless you shorten it, there's a lot of ramifications for it. And I don't think anybody wants that. Like I think both sides, like the players want to, have more uh, autonomy over their salaries the owners want to make more money and they want to have the business side of things worked out but if you delay the season then there's not really a win for anybody there in fact the players are are going to be kind of getting the uh, the bad end of the stick there but even the owners they want the money and if you're not playing you're not making money so I'm just you know I really do hope that this can work itself out and all the things that we've talked about through the last, I don't know, year or six months, however long we've been discussing what we actually want in a CBA. Hopefully that can finally get worked out and we can finally have an actual season because I'll tell you what, the last thing that major league baseball wants when it's trying to make more money is to push fans away by not playing. So um, it's, it's a good step in the right direction. Still a couple days. It's Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken. So we still have a few more days until, the discussions, but we've heard that the, the owners are drafting a plan. So, I mean, obviously they're going to draft a plan or else you don't, no point in discussing it, but they're working things out. They're finalizing it before that deal or before that conversation. 
let's just hope this can get put to bed and we can finally open TweetDeck 24-7 and see the remaining uh, players get signed and hopefully have an exciting spring training. Yeah, I think a lot of that is, um, it, you know, we don't really think of it now, but once the CBA does get reached, like a lot of us are going to have to readjust to the rapid signings of everyone's <laughs> uh, free agency. So that's going to at least be good to know once we, you know, get, once there's light at the end of the tunnel here. But yeah, I mean, going to your points, it's just, I believe the Blue Jays spring or pitchers and catchers report, I believe it's 32 days from today uh, is when it's supposed to happen, or it's going to be around there anyway. Different teams have different dates, but I think the Jays in particular is around that 30 day window. And of course you hear the news today that they're going to finally start talking Thursday. And um, to me, of course it's antagonizing. Of course it's annoying and I'm sure everyone is disappointed. However, I think, it doesn't come to any of our surprises that it took this long because we knew going into the the lockout, which was uh, December 2nd, that it felt like it was going to be a while before uh, the sides spoke, at least some point in the new year. And finally, we got news 11 days after 2022 began. So we know that the sides will meet Thursday, and it's good news, I guess, that they're going to start. Now, you know, a lot of people wonder what's going to be discussed in this meeting because, first of all, there's a lot that has to get done here. And I think the only or the center of Thursday's meeting will be a core economics uh, proposal so that, you know, things like arbitration, uh, expanded playoffs for Jacob's sake, universal DH, all that won't even be addressed uh, on the meeting on Thursday. So this is a good first, I guess, starting point. However, you know, it's January 11th again. How good is this proposal going to be? I don't know if we really expect it to be the best proposal from you know MLB at this point because there still is a window, a smaller and smaller window for the two sides to work it out. And I'm sure the uh, the players are expecting something or expecting that as well that they're not going to be blown away by the offer or some you know how they can't refuse to take that. And if, and of course um, you know there's obviously a chance that the owners could surprise the players and have a good deal. But I think this is just a good starting point to know that this is finally going to begin the negotiation of back and forth. And um, we know again spring training. Training, pitchers and catchers report 30 days away and Jeff Passan who is the one who broke the news today of course and he also broke um, or wrote an article uh, at the beginning of the week and it was pretty much talking about different types of windows and different types of I guess issues that are kind of being addressed here by both sides and he did say uh, in terms of dates that if there's no progress by February 1st a delay in spring training is possible and of course uh, a delay to the regular season is possible also if there's no progress by March 1. Now, no progress, I mean, obviously that's not a very fixed definition because that could mean anything. And I guess, in other words, there needs to be some sort of progress by those dates. And it really doesn't come to a surprise either because a lot of us, or I think at least two of us, I know I did, predicted that a CBA would be reached uh, some point in February. We had dates written down. I can't remember the dates, but I don't know if it was all three of us, but I think it was at least two of us who said by February, by mid to late February, right kind of at the end of that window or kind of right at that breaking point, the last moment possible, I think they will get a deal done. I'm still not worried about a delay in the spring or a delay in the regular season. I think that even if there's a delay in the spring, there's still a very good chance that they can start the season on time. I don't think a shortened spring training is going to 
necessarily impact the season unless you're really cutting into spring training by maybe I don't know like half a month that kind of gets me worried at that point but you know just examples I know the um, the players again different types of issues and kind of one notable issue that they've been looking for is raising the competitive balance tax threshold and that kind of for people who don't necessarily know it kind of just increases spending from teams which can maybe impact more competitiveness from around the league rather than just um you know more than half the league tanking on purpose or kind of being cheap on purpose so that's one thing that the players are really looking forward to and of course they're also looking forward to anti-tanking again that's kind of impacts the competitive balance tax threshold because it's very complicated in the sport of baseball since there's no salary cap so that's definitely one of the major issues and again there's different things that the league wants on its own and expanded playoffs for Jacob again that is something that they want for more money and of course um, the universal DH remains also something that is going to be worked out or eventually or hopefully uh, something that is eventually worked on. So good news that they are going to be meeting. I don't know how much we're gonna, how much progress will be made on the specific date of Thursday, but it's a step in the right direction and it's a step that begins the process of negotiation for back and forth because at the end of the day, really us fans, we don't really care at this point. We want a deal done. We want baseball because for the last month we have have had nothing in terms of content from around the league, from around the Jays, you know, little things here and there. or um, But in terms of actual signings for the team, there's nothing that can be done. And that's obviously taking, you know, attention away from the offseason. And there's too much to lose here for both sides if they're going to be cutting into the season and even, quite frankly, the spring. So hopefully they can avoid both of those things, especially cutting into the regular season. That's obviously the top priority uh, for us. So as long as they can get a deal done and get this worked out, we're all going to be happy, and that's the truth. And of course, we can continue free agency because, for the first time in you know a while, if it's happened at all, or maybe the first time in pretty much recent memory, there's going to be a lot of signings again. From what I said at the beginning, that's going to be happening right away after a new CBA is done, and that could easily be into February, mid-February, and it's going to be interesting because training camp is going to be eventually starting, and teams like the Jays and other teams around the game are still going to be looking to increase, or sorry, uh, just increase the value of their team or add to their, or get better during training camp, and that's going to be something that's going to be weird to see, kind of a one-off in terms of just happening this year in particular, but it's something that's eventually going to come at the end of this lockout, so that's also one thing to look forward to, is that there's still going to be lots of things happening, and we're kind of past that window now in terms of radio silence of nothing. We're kind of transitioning now to the starting point of this, and I feel like Eventually, as the weeks go on, the negotiation of back and forth is going to get even more busier and busier, and uh, we're going to be rolling right into the spring. So it's going to be exciting, and I think we're past those dark days of nothing happening in terms of radio silence for a complete month, so it's good to look forward to now. And you can just hope and cross your fingers that everything's going to be started on time because, again, the sport needs this. There's too much to lose for both sides if they miss out on time. And for the fans, we just want to see baseball, and we can't, really, and we can't wait to watch this team in 2022. Is that optimism I'm hearing? <laughs> that is optimism. Wow. You're a better man than me. Um, <laughs> part of me wants to be optimistic because I feel like we always, and I say we collectively as fans, people in the media, we always treat every situation as if it's do or die until it's not. Like it's always the end of the world until it's not. So, I mean to kind of poke fun of ourselves during the COVID-19 pandemic, the early days when we were worried about not having a season at all and the negotiations between the Players Association and the owners and COVID protocols and all those kind of things, we were treating it as the end of the world 
until summer camp started, the training camp started, and it wasn't the end of the world. So I, the, the optimistic part of me wants to say, we're treating this as the end of the world. We're treating it as if we have a real threat of missing out on time on the season until we get into February, they sign a CBA, everything goes off without a hitch. The pessimistic part of me is very concerned that there hasn't been any progress yet <laughs> and that everyone is going to wait until their backs are against the wall, until they're at the absolute last deadline and they can't come to an agreement and we're out of luck. So there's two parts of me and I'm a little bit worried about both those things. But regardless, I, I'm i still optimistic that we're not going to miss time in the regular season. Um, there might be spring training that's missed, but I think both sides are going to do absolutely everything they can to not miss out on the regular season. So um, I think as soon as, like the minute the CBA is signed, it is game on. Spring training is going to start as soon as possible after that. So I don't think there's going to be a period of time, a week or two, where they have to push things back for players to sign. I think it's going to be pretty much, if not actually, the next day after the CBA is signed, pitchers and catchers are reporting. Position players are reporting. They're drawing up a new schedule for spring training to start. I think it's going to be immediate, and players who haven't signed yet just have to get on the bus or miss out entirely. Like they got to sign as soon as possible. Kind of like Bryce Harper did when he was signing his big contract and he waited into spring training. There's going to be players signing in the middle of spring training. So I, that's one thing that makes, makes me hopeful. I don't think we're going to have to wait for a signing period before spring training starts. And I also think like there's no situation in which we miss more than a month of the season, I think, or at least right now I'm optimistic enough about that. Like, I personally don't think we're going to miss any of the season at all, but if things go really badly, I still don't think they're missing a whole month of the season. I think it's a week or two max because I think, I think there was an article in the athletic about this, but just kind of the psychology of like lockouts and work stoppages and, and CBA negotiations. But people like to wait till the deadline because they think they have something to gain from the other side. Like in this situation, the MLBPA thinks that, the owners don't want to miss any games, so they're going to wait until the last possible deadline so they force the owners to accept a better deal for the players. And on the owner's side of things, they don't think the players want to miss any games because that means they lose part of their salary. They lose all the you know training and the ramp-up that they get in spring training. So the owners are going to wait until the last possible second to get a, a deal that's better for them. So um, I know delay is part of this. Um, but I still don't think once they get to that point, and even if they don't make a agreement right away and we do end up missing part of the regular season, I think it's just going to be a week or two max. So I guess I'm optimistic in that way, but I'm not as optimistic as you are, Bryson, that we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel yet. I still think we're in the middle of the darkness. We're in the middle of the forest right now. And who knows what's going to happen. I think it's going to get uglier before it gets better for the Blue Jays and for Major League Baseball because... You know, as encouraging as hearing nothing is, like it's nice to not hear anything in a way because that means negotiations are going well. There hasn't been a breakdown in the trust between the Players Association and the owners. Um, to me, it also means that there hasn't been much disagreement yet. I think there's going to be that disagreement as we approach the the artificial deadline that we've kind of created. So um, all that being said, I don't know what to think. I don't know whether I'm optimistic or pessimistic, but I'm certainly not as optimistic as you are, Bryson. See, I have two ways of, of looking at this. One, I would like to hope that things go well, but if I'm being realistic with myself, I have a feeling that 
what's going to end up happening is, as you just mentioned, what we're probably going to see is the last possible day is when a deal is made because it's like if you're say you're the players and you want or, or the I guess a better argument would be say you're the owners and you don't want to miss out on that money. If you delay the season, you're missing money regardless, like whether it's a, a lockout or the lockout continues or delayed no- negotiations, you're missing out on that regardless. So the threat of that is going to overpower your willing to negotiate and kind of get, you're going to give in a little bit more. And that's probably what we're going to see. It's going to be like a, a absolute last minute thing where, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we've, you know, we've magically come to an agreement, uh, 35 minutes before the deadline and now everyone can go back to you know their regular things and I have a feeling that's going to be how it goes there's going to be a lot of disagreements because take Thursday say there's a disagreement and or or say it's an ugly disagreement like there's a fight going on there's really no motivation to like I hope that doesn't happen but if that is the case imagining (laughs) Tony Clark and Rob Manfred throwing hands (laughs) in some (laughs) fancy hotel lobby somewhere that they're meeting <laughs> oh man, one of them uh, one of them's going to turn into Thanos. I don't but, want negotiations but, but like, <laughs> to come to that. But if negotiations did mm-hmm. come to that, I would not complain as long as there's video. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, world star that one. But uh I think the biggest the, the biggest thing that would motivate I or not, I don't know how to put it. The biggest thing that would come out of that argument is at least knowing that Monday morning you could come back to the drawing board and go back to it whereas say that like right before that fight ensues or right before that last disagreement ensues on the 26th or that that final day it's either you give in a little bit or you give out and or lose out on all the opportunities so it's probably going to be a, a brutal war between those two sides and I really hope it's not that case but I think it will be until that final day where eventually we've magically gotten that that uh, agreement and the the public will not know how bad it was at coming to that but eventually we'll get there i just think it's going to be a long one because at the end of the day if there's a disagreement today it's it's fine you talk about it tomorrow but i think they're going to wait until they have zero chance or, or zero time left remaining i hate to rain on both of your parades but after <laughs> what i read today on twitter i believe the meeting on thursday is going to be held over zoom so Aww. that little fantasy of them throwing hands between Rob Manfred and Tony Clark, I don't think it's realistic unless it happens over a screen and who knows. But yeah, like going back to, I guess, my point earlier, but, you know, I just meant for the light at the end of the tunnel more or as we get closer to that, because we obviously aren't even near there. I mean, like, you know, at least we're going to be getting content now. And now how ugly it gets, I don't know. But of course, we're all expecting it to start off rough. And that was pretty much what you said, Mark. And I agree with you on that. I think it is going to be you know, a rough start. And of course there, I, there was a a small percentage, I would say maybe 1%, not even half a percent that somehow this offer on Thursday is going to blow the players unions, players union away. But I think we're all expecting it to not even be close, not even close to the MLB's final offer, best offer. And I'm sure maybe the PA will laugh at it. I mean, it's, I believe that more than I believe that something is going to be, you know, beneficial from that. So at least the, the one thing that will benefit is that it starts the talks. But again, even going back to what you said, Mark, about how players think this and owners think that, 
which is why I also think that, from what I said earlier, it's going to go down to that last possible day because both sides are going to crack. Both sides will be right in a way, and they're going to be wrong in their way as well. And that's why you're going to have to compromise and get something done because I think both sides do realize the impact of the money loss. I mean, you look at 2020 and you look at the season that they had there, 60 games, all the money that they ended up losing, all the cuts they had to make in terms of paying players uh, prorated salaries, having nobody in the stands until the playoffs because they had to do a bubble uh, in San Diego and in Texas. And Texas was the only state that allowed fans. And that was only through or during the World Series. So you look at everything that was lost and you look at it from, you know, this year, we're still obviously through, you know, going through a pandemic, but a full season um, is something that you need and it's something that you can't miss out on. And if you go back to something like we saw in 2020, I think it's going to be really alarming, obviously financially, but as well just for the popularity of the sport. Like if you look at 2021, Baseball, in terms of numbers and audience and everything, it did really well. And it kind of shut people up from saying, you know, the sport's dying, this and that. But really, maybe a lot of it has to do with the young stars and the people that we've been seeing. And for example, for us, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and, of course, many other people. But the faces of the game, I think the sport's in good hands with that. And it really showed off and it really paid off. It was a successful year for the league alone, especially during a pandemic because again a lot of these stadiums started off 2021 with limited capacity the Jays had nothing down in Dunedin basically and I thought it ended up being a success as well so this is really a big opportunity for them to recover even more from what we saw last year uh, financially and you're going to expect pretty much the same product on the field you're going to expect really good games and that's what we're going to see and possibly more money for the league as well if there's expanded playoffs but uh, yeah so we, we will see on that and I do think like we I think we all expect the season to start on time I think really every baseball fan does I'm sure there's a few that are actually legitimately concerned but for me to be more I guess pessimistic like you are Mark we need to go into February without progress like the Jeff Passan date that he said for a delay in spring training if there's nothing by February 1st I'm going to be just as pessimistic as you are but again at that point I think all three of us will be even more pessimistic so that's why as these days go on the optimism versus pessimistic bar is going to slowly go to pessimistic as each day goes on as I'm expecting it to but you don't want it to go to a certain point where you really get worried and really say it's February 28th there's no deal. What are we doing? Because that's when spring training usually starts. So again, a small window still remains. They managed to pretty much destroy the month of December by having nothing. And for the first part of January, by having nothing, finally, they will have something Thursday. So they really got to get going. But I'm sure both sides also know this. But again, I feel like both sides are expecting what you were saying, Mark. One side this, one side that. And I really think that they need to come together when the time is right. And make a deal that will, you know, not fully benefit both sides, but in a compromising way where both sides are happy. And so they can just get on with this and we can avoid another labor stoppage or pretty much a threat to stop or for a threat for a labor stoppage in the immediate future. Because this sport in the history of lockouts and the history of player strikes, it's ugly. And that's why I guess when you look at it in terms of a track record, in terms of history, it's not good. So you'd figure they'd learn over lockouts and lockouts and strikes, but uh, it doesn't seem like they have completely. Maybe they have a little bit, but that's why we're going to see. I mean, Thursday, as much as it's something that we're not expecting a CBA to get done Thursday, I'm still very intrigued to see what the results are going to be and see how pissed off the players are and, um, you know, when the next scheduled meeting is, because we know how things last started, kind of last stood in terms of them talking, which was December 1st. The meeting was, what, eight minutes, I think? 
that see that that can't happen anymore. So that's why Thursday is very very intriguing for me, and I'm sure every baseball fan is going to be kind of curious as well what the outcome is going to be for at least what we know of. Mm-hmm. What you were saying at the start there is one of the things that pisses me off the most about this work stoppage because like baseball is in a good place. Like the sport is doing well. It's had the highest revenues it's ever had. At least it did right before the pandemic. Obviously the pandemic hurts that a little bit. It's got all this young talent that's exciting to watch. And yet big picture, we can't focus on any of that. Like (laughs) the CBA should ultimately be about how do we make the game better? Like, how do we grow the sport? How do we get new fans involved? And yes, how do we make more money by having more people to give us money for tickets and merchandise and TV deals and, you know, stadium naming rights and all these things. But ultimately it's about how to make the sport better, how to make it more entertaining to watch. And both these sides are so locked in the discussion of how do we pull the hood over the other side? How do we make more money than the other side that we can't even talk about how to make the sport better? Like we're barely talking about expanded playoffs right now, which I think all of us think would make the sport better and bring in more fans and expand fan bases across both countries and Canada and the U S because we're so locked in the discussion of service time and, you know, uh, contract manipulation and luxury taxes and, you know, salary minimums and all these things. We're so locked in all these conversations that we can't look at the big picture and neither of these sides can come together and do what they're actually supposed to do, which is grow the game, advocate for the game. And it's so frustrating. That's one of the things above all big picture in this lockout and this work stoppage in these negotiations that pisses me off the most. We could have just spent a month talking about how great baseball is and how we can improve it and working together to solve all these problems with the game. And instead they've done absolutely nothing and instead are just bickering and wasting time. So um, anyways, before we get too upset, let's move on to some of the um, Blue Jay news that we have from this past week. The Blue Jays, um, they made a minor league signing for uh, Gusuk or Gusuke Kato. Not sure if I'm pronouncing any of that right, but so far... He has been a fan favorite for what he did on Twitter. Um, apparently, he knows already who Munenori Kawasaki is, and uh, Kato is from Japan. Originally, I think he was born in San Diego, moved to Japan for part of his childhood, and then moved back to San Diego, and he's Japanese. So he knows who Munenori Kawasaki is, and he posted on his Twitter uh, post kind of making fun of Munenori Kawasaki and um, making him already a fan favorite, and he um, posting, you know, the iconic video of Minoru Kawasaki saying, um, um, I play for the Toronto Blue Jays and I'm Japanese and all that fun stuff. Um, so that was just one encouraging thing from this week. If you need something to smile after our lockout discussion. Another thing was the fact that the Blue Jays hired their first female coach in franchise history, which we know they've had a female trainer before, uh, Nikki um, Hoffman, Hoffman. Um, she was a uh, trainer for the Blue Jays in 2017, 2018, I believe. But the Blue Jays hired their first clo- uh, coach, Jamie Vieira. Um, she's a minor league hitting coach. She doesn't have her assignment yet where in the organization she's going to go because the Blue Jays haven't announced that for 2022. But um, just very encouraging news for her and just a very good you know, past week, past 10 days for women in sports in general. You have Vieira being hired by the Blue Jays, which is, of course, a 
smaller move in the grand scale of things, but um, you have the Yankees bringing on the first female manager in pro-affiliated baseball history. A lot of qualifiers there, but it's still a big move, and it's very important and hopefully moves things ahead in terms of women in sport. And you also have a 17-year-old pitcher um, last week who became the first woman to pitch for a pro team in Australia, and that was Genevieve uh, Beacom. Um, so lots of cool stuff happening for women in sport and baseball in the U.S. and Canada, across the world, which is very encouraging to see and definitely a nice turn of events after we just spent half an hour talking about the lockdown. Yeah, and see, this is what, you know, you kind of miss hearing this these types of things. And, I mean, it's a feel-good story all around, but even even just baseball news in general, I think, is a lot of a lot of fun to see and, and hear. But things like this, definitely very, uh, very important. I think the name is escaping me, but another team that did, did this uh, a couple of years ago hired a female GM or, or yeah, a title, um, something like that, Kim, just off the top Kim of my Mang head. Kim for the um, mm-hmm. Marlins. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of great things going on there. And it's, it is nice to see. I, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's awesome. And, you know, you just, you hope things like this can, uh, can continue. And it's just, it, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to see. And you're, you're hoping that once this CBA is, is, uh, negotiated, it's finalized, we can see even more of that. And who knows, maybe spring training, you know, there are a lot of new faces and a lot of new people that we can see because it's, you know, it is always nice to see that type of stuff and, and, happy that it is happening in a league that is looking to have a lot of uh, a lot of energy and a lot of attention poured into it within hopefully the next couple of seasons or really next couple of decades really with these new players absolutely and again during these pretty much dark time for the sport or we got good news with that and of course um yeah for the jays as well it's really great news and yes we, they did have a female trainer nikki huffman and now they bring on obviously a hitting coach for the minor leagues as well and you were mentioning rachel balkovich too i think that yeah that is her name she is now the manager uh for the low, a low a affiliate with the new york yankees so that's good news and we're seeing it throughout pretty much all the north american sports we know i know that becky um, Becky Hammond was an assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA. She recently got promoted for a title and she's now the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces, uh, in the WNBA. So congratulations to her as well. We're seeing female pretty much referees enter the sport of hockey. And of course, of course, different coaches as well. We're seeing female coaches in the NFL as well, starting to emerge very slowly. So this is all good news and it's all good progress towards the future. And especially that the Jays are getting involved in this and at least, you know, still the early stage of this, of this and still one of the first teams to do this. It's good to see them getting involved, uh, early and getting on with this. So congratulations to to Jamie as well for joining the organization. I'm sure she's going to do a terrific job. And she's been with the organization since 2019. So now she gets a promotion. And if all goes well, maybe she's going to keep working her way up the ranks. And you never know in terms of being on the MLB uh, staff one day. And I'm sure that's the goal for her and the goal for many other women who are just joining the sport now. So it's definitely good news and good news for progress towards the future as we still battle equality issues. And uh, for females, this is good news, especially for the sport. And I guess in this case, the sport of baseball. Yeah. This is the stuff I wish we were talking about instead of the lockout. <laughs> yeah. Like I wish, I wish the players' association and the league were talking about this instead of the lockout, instead of bickering about all this meaningless stuff. And of course, it's not meaningless, small scale when we're talking about baseball, but could be talking about so many better things: how to get women more involved in baseball, and how to have equal hiring practices across baseball, and. All this kind of stuff, we could be talking about that instead of service time manipulation and expanded playoffs and 
all this stuff. But yeah, it's great news for the Blue Jays, great news across Major League Baseball and across baseball in general and across sports, um, of course, across the whole world. So that's an awesome thing that's happening. I guess we'll end the podcast there. We don't have much else to talk about. The uh, Zips projections for the Blue Jays were released this week, but I mean, like they're just numbers. <laughs> like they're just predictions. Anything about surprise what's you guys happen. from that? Um, not really. I think most of it pretty yeah. much matched my expectations. We can, I mean, I'm sure next week if we have nothing to talk about, we can dive into it more, do some over unders, um, or play your favorite game, Bryson. The um, uh, certain, likely, possible. I'm on it. Possible. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> we haven't done that one for a while, so yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll break into that next week. But I guess until then. You can, as always, support our podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash section138pod. You can find us on social media at section138pod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're on YouTube. We're on everywhere you find podcasts. You can rate and review us on um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I think that's everything we got. So until next week, until we are discussing the latest bickerings of the Players Association. It's a labor update. We'll catch you there.